0: Hello podcast listeners, Dwight Beal here. It is Friday, April 7, and this is just another prelude to our regularly scheduled podcast to acknowledge that we are making our way through Holy Week, and today is Good Friday, the day that we remember the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Traditionally throughout the world, Good Friday is a day of prayer and fasting and penance. And there was nothing good about what Jesus experienced on Good Friday. It was horrific, actually. But we call it good because it represents the goodness of God, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to redeem us and purchase our salvation with his own blood. So today, we would encourage you to take some time, if you can, either alone or with your family members, and read the gospel accounts of the crucifixion and thank God for what happened on that first Good Friday. And if you're local, come join us at 7 p.m. tonight at Bethel CRC in Zeeland for our Good Friday service. God bless you, and here is our regularly scheduled podcast. Hi, friends. It is Friday. We've made it through the week. It's April 7, and this is our last podcast of the week, and I've been with Seth and Michaela Snope. And they're just full of all kinds of little tidbits and and (laughs) a little... A little insight into Seth. He's a total Star Wars nerd mm-hmm. and knows lots of little pieces of trivia. But his wife, Michaela, came up with this interesting <laughs> thing. So we were talking about the treasure in the field.
1: And how it's not pirate rules.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, and because in the last episode, we talked about Seth had a little bit of confusion right away about why you couldn't just take the treasure, like why you had to sell all your stuff and buy it. Yeah,
2: pirate rules. Um, are yeah.
1: Though. And... The example that my dad actually came up with was basically Seth is just roaming around West Olive and comes across a barn, and in it is like the original Millennium Falcon, like from the movie. It's just mint condition, priceless, like, mint priceless. condition. Yeah. And the owner <laughs> yep. of the barn just has no idea that's in there. Seth would sell our house, sell our car, like <laughs> uh-uh. everything, like <laughs> and go buy that barn. And he, because he would do anything to have that, you can't sneak it out. You can't. Mm. You know, trick it away from the person. You don't want them to know. And I think that cleared things up a little bit <laughs> as to why <laughs> just you a would little bit. sell all of your possessions. <laughs> if if Seth it. is
0: confused, just turn it into a Star Wars. Honestly,
1: uh, but if you're going to do it, you have to make sure it's a correct reference because otherwise will. he will hum oh. Oh. for you. <laughs> oh, I, and <laughs> and I experienced this down. personally
0: because I actually misquoted <laughs> something about Star Wars a few months ago and then I saw Seth at the bar and he's like, <clears throat> by the way. <laughs>
2: We need to have a discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's your little insight into maybe what the field treasure could mean to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, speaking of treasures, uh, this is Friday. It's our last episode together. Have there been any treasures in the field for either of you in just doing this podcast? Like in, in during your time of preparation, um, maybe sitting here for the last couple hours, has there been something that Maybe it was an unexpected gift that kind of got dropped in your lap.
1: I'm going to be honest. I didn't want to do the podcast. (laughs) Um, Dwight asked us and Seth said, we're going to do it. And I said, no, you you can do it. And he's (laughs) like, no, I really think you should do it. And just really pushed me. And I didn't think I'd do a bad job. I just wasn't really very interested. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually feel like it sparked a lot between us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that we don't talk about the Bible, but it was kind of fun to have specifically parables. Because I think that they're a little bit more vague. Like when you just read a passage about what Jesus is saying and it's more or less straightforward. Obviously, the Bible has nuances, but...
0: But as Seth said, there's a lot of wiggle room in There's there. a We're lot here? of wiggle yeah.
1: room with parables. And so I think <laughs> that like coming up with examples of what actually helps it make sense to each other or mm-hmm. like our different backgrounds and knowledge definitely affects the way that we understand these things, mm-hmm. I just think has been really fun. Hmm. And I've actually really enjoyed recording them. So.
2: Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Um, I think it's just... In this stage of of my kind of faith journey, I'm quick to listen, um, quick to absorb and rather than like speak my mind or speak my opinions on Mm -hmm. on stuff. Um, And we meet Monday night and I'm Mm -hmm. often very quiet during those Mm -hmm. just because there is a lot of knowledge that surrounds me and I want to soak it all up. Mm. And I think this pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, just to share my ideas and share what these parables mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so think I think you
1: underestimate yourself a lot. So,
2: no, I, yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> you and my best friend often say that. So, mm. working on that too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think this, this pushed me out of my comfort zone, and that's ultimately where we grow, right? Yep. There's, there's no growth without struggle. Yep. So, yeah, thankful for that.
0: So, my wife Betsy was my guest. A few months ago. And we just loved, like you said, uh, just sitting at a table across from each other and talking about the Bible. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had insights that I never would have expected. And yeah.
1: Well, sometimes you're just not even like forced to ask each other, right. kind of, because you either read on your own and then you just think about it and forget to talk about it, or mm-hmm. it's in passing. But like when you're here talking about it together, it's like, okay, what do I think? What do you right, think? Right. What does Dwight think? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's nice a little bit.
2: Yep. And I think that's one of the key features of being in a community like that Mm -hmm. is diving into the Bible together and then Mm -hmm. having discussions together Mm -hmm. to ultimately all of us come closer to God.
0: Do you think this might inspire or encourage you guys to talk about this stuff more? Just as a couple? Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
2: I mean, we do... (laughs) We do a daily Bible reading and so occasionally we'll text each other like, "Oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this?" Mm-hmm. But it's not like a like a daily thing,
1: right? Which I think it'd be good for us to make it a daily thing. Yeah. Like we both read it separately, but then process internally and don't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. talk to each other about it all the time. So Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, let's jump into our last mm-hmm. Bible passage of the week. It's Matthew chapter 34, 47 to 52. You got this, Seth? I do. Okay. The parable of the net. What's that? It's
1: Matthew 13. What did I say? 34.
0: Oh, my bad. (laughs) Matthew 13, 47 to
1: 52.
2: Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full,
0: the fishermen pulled it
2: up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad fish away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out his storeroom new treasures as well as old.
0: I would love to have been there when he looked at the disciples and said, Have you understood all this these is things? Literally
1: literally what Seth the first thing he said, you should say your thoughts. So
2: I thought you know how in high school or college you're frantically writing all the notes down yeah. and the teacher goes, Okay, does everybody understand what's on this PowerPoint? Yes. Of course everyone's gonna say yes, but you're frantically writing notes down. Right. You don't want to be the one person who sticks up their hand and goes, Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Right. Because everybody else is gonna be like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't And so like yeah, that. I can guarantee all the disciples are like looking at each other like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sure <laughs> we do. G- keep Thumbs going, up.
0: yeah. <laughs> There's a couple scenes in The Chosen. I don't know if you guys watched. We that love at all. the Chosen. Yeah, we love okay. yeah. it. There's there's some scenes where, especially in season three, where he's like, y- "You guys have been watching me do this. I'm sending you out now." <laughs> and uh, do you remember? Have you watched season three? Not we yet. Seen oh, yet. okay. No. All right. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but <laughs> but uh, up until this point, it's been kind of all fun and games, right? Yeah. Like. This is awesome. Yeah. Like Jesus is so cool and he <laughs> heals and he preaches. But in season three, he starts to turn up the heat mm-hmm. on the disciples themselves. Right. And it's awesome when you just watch them squirm. <laughs> they're just sitting in the room. They're looking at each other. <laughs> and at one point, one of them says, are you saying that like we we could die doing this? Mm. Like it's just dawning on them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and they're like, "This is not what we signed up for, yeah. right?" You know, yeah. Um, but I, I get that feeling <laughs> here. Um, but they, yeah, yes, they reply. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what, what are your thoughts? As you, I mean, there's. Obviously, a lot of similarities between this right. and the earlier parable, right? Yeah, um,
2: and I th- I think that speaks to the importance of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that
2: Jesus spoke this pretty almost identical parable twice mm-hmm. speaks to the the gravity of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I was actually it, why I was looking up the the how much a crossways is we are told to pick up our cross daily Mm -hmm. right and another quote i really like is look jesus loves us and he wants a relationship with you he wants a relationship with us jesus loves us he wants a relationship with us however we have to die to our worldly self and pick up our cross daily so it's kind of that two-tone of yes jesus loves us immensely god loves us immensely and he wants a relationship with us However, kind of like what Michaela was saying earlier, it seems like, especially nowadays, people stop at that. They stop at Jesus loves us and he wants a relationship with End you. End of story. End of story. Yeah. But it's not. You have to die to your worldly self and pick up your cross daily. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up and I was like, how heavy is a, is a cross? Mm-hmm. And I go, and obviously there's not a specific, this is what the cross weighs, but on average it's close to, around 300 pounds or a little bit above 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And to think that Jesus, after being humiliated, beaten, whipped, picked up, obviously he had help, but still picked up 300 pounds
0: mm-hmm.
2: of wood and put that on your back. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do every single day. And I was just thinking, I'm like, Whoa, 300 pounds is a lot. Like that, you're you're breaking blood vessels. You're getting bruises on your back. That is a heavy thing to do each and every day, and I was like, "However, I don't want to go into the blazing furnace. I, I, I'm okay with picking up that 300-pound cross every day because if that's if that's what it takes to not go there, I will gladly do that." Mm-hmm.
1: But it doesn't make it easy.
2: No, not at
0: all. Mm-hmm. And and what does obviously we. Don't have a literal three hundred pound cross, <laughs> so how does that translate yeah. into our lives today?
2: I think it translates back to the conversation of the fear hmm. we were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight mm-hmm. when I when I feel the Holy Lord or the, the Holy Spirit convicting me to speak onto something. Hmm. I get heavy, like it's because I know. The the Holy Spirit is convicting me to say this. It's convicting me to add this to the conversation to hopefully, you know, plant that mustard seed. Yeah. But I get heavy.
0: And you You feel the weight of it. You
2: feel the weight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if Jesus could bear that weight, so can I. And I can speak into this.
0: Right on. Got any thoughts on that, (laughs) Michaela?
1: (laughs) Um, I think you did a good job. I have thoughts on the parable. Yeah, go for um, it. Go for it. Yeah, go. <laughs> it's like we're back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, take us back. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I just am like looking over it as we keep talking. And I think the thing that kind of like hit me a little bit differently with this one than the wheat one is in this, they just like threw the nets in and collected all the fish. Mm. And then they separated them. And the thing that kind of came to mind is like, those fish were all swimming together it's possible those fish were friends like those fish were all I mean more or less like doing the same things and so thinking about it from like a people perspective some of the fish who might not make it might be people I really enjoy or have cared about in the past or am even just like next to like neighbors and stuff and I think thinking of it that way sort of feels a little bit different. When you think about it as wheat and weeds, it's like, Oh, well the weeds were planted there and they're different and it's clearly not wheat or whatever. But when I think about it as fish, just all being collected into a Mm. net, Hmm. it's kind of like, okay, well crap. It's not, it's obviously there are people out there who have done terrible things and do not believe in the God and in in God and the gospel Hmm. who it might feel easy to be like, oh, okay, well, they weren't following any of this. But I think that sometimes it it says, like, if you do not follow me and, like, commit your life to me and believe what I'm saying, like, like, that's the differentiating factor from what Jesus says. And it doesn't necessarily mean that those people are bad people Mm -hmm. or not kind people. And I think that that feels scary to me. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's like, They're going where the weeping and gnashing of teeth is. And so, one, I do not want to be in that group. (laughs) I want to be in the group that is saved and doesn't end up there. But I think, two, remembering that while it will be cut and dry for the angels at the end, like it feels a little messy for me personally, Mm -hmm. just makes it feel different, I guess.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I like that.
0: There's one thing in this parable that is humbling for me, and that is uh, right away in verse 47, uh, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I think of all kinds of fish, I think of people from all walks of life Mm -hmm. and all belief systems and all whatever. Um, And that it's probably going to be the case that uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of folks in heaven that we didn't expect to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Oh my gosh, I never would have thought that that person would have put their faith in Jesus, but they did Mm -hmm. apparently, which to me encourages me that, that as I think about my coworkers or Mm -hmm. saying that word or inviting a couple in my, our neighborhood over to have dinner with us, um, even though it feels to me like I don't ever see them putting their faith mm-hmm. in Jesus, they're so they're so far moving the other direction. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, "I want you to cast the net wide yeah. and bring in all kinds of fish, because mm-hmm. you're going to be surprised mm-hmm. that there's going to be some who who say yes mm-hmm. to me that you did not expect." Um, so I like that part. Yeah, um, that's
1: the happy side of it. <laughs> that's kind of the happy <laughs> side, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. right?
0: I and, feel and like then I we... tend
1: to go towards the pessimistic side a little, Interesting. little bit. Interesting.
0: We're learning that about you, Michaela. Yeah. No, I'm just... Well, I was messing. like,
1: if you've met my dad, I tend to be similar in thinking to him. And I think...
2: I'm I'm more on the happy side.
1: Which is my mom. So... There we go. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> it <laughs> helps balance it. But mm-hmm. it's hard because I think you need both sides of it. Like, I think without the reminder of the negative, you forget the gravity of it. Yep. And without the reminder of the positive... You it, lose hope. You lose hope. Right. It's so easy to be like, oh, well. Apparently we're all going to hell and it's going to be terrible and sad and mm-hmm. and people are going to be mean and we're going to be persecuted and all that. But then you get the positive side of it. And it's yeah. like, no, this is worth selling all your stuff. It's worth buying the yes. field. It's worth, you know.
0: Good. Plant so
1: that I,
2: small mustard seed, right? Yes. Yeah. So oh.
1: I think that I'm glad we have that in our marriage, the balance of it. Yeah. Because I think that especially the more you get into the Bible the more exciting it feels, and also the more I'm like, "Oh crap, this is this, this is, is heavy. This, this is heavy. heavy. This is a lot. Like I don't know if I'm cut out for this." Or yeah, that's why sometimes it's like, "Oh, I'd prefer not to read that passage because it makes me feel weird, you know, emotionally." Yep. So yeah, when
0: I read the passages we were signed to us this week, I mm-hmm. thought, "Oh Lord." <laughs> me too. I was like, really? "Oh."
1: Well, I was all like, right. I got it, and I was like, "It's all parables." <laughs> what the
2: heck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> but I ended up really liking it, and I think the different viewpoints are helpful too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Seth, Michaela, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys uh, took a lot of time out of your week and out of your Sunday afternoon to do this, so really, really appreciate it. And for all those who are listening, we sure appreciate you taking the time. And may God bless you, and may you find that the things of the kingdom and the things of god are so valuable that you'll do anything Mm -hmm. um, to access them and to get to know god in a personal way so god bless you talk to you later